Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Oh, I love that record. Uh, it, it's just so funky, isn't it? Uh, it's Junior's new song. It's called Who's Been Schooling You? I, I was just doing my James Brown bit there in the background. Uh, it's a good job the microphone wasn't up there. Um, I'm very pleased to uh, to welcome back to the show, because uh, he's, he's been on the show before, and always lovely to have him on the show. It's Mr Junior himself. Good morning, Junior. How are you doing? I'm very well, Kev. Thanks for asking me back on, and hello to everybody out there. It's always a pleasure, and I do love playing your music because it, it just—I don't know—it it just gives me an excuse to get up and dance in the studio, basically. So, not that I need an excuse, but yeah. You know what? I, I don't think I've ever asked you, but where did the name Junior come from? Because I know that you were christened Norman, weren't you? That's correct. But Junior became like the um, because I'm the youngest. I was the youngest of eight, um, the baby. So that's where Junior came from, and it was only—I um, used Norman. When I was going through secondary school, obviously primary, secondary, and but everybody even then knew me as Junior. It was just a nickname given to me from by my dad when I was born, and it stuck. Uh, and you know what? Looking at the pictures of you now, you, you still look like Junior because you've just not aged at all. Uh, oh, I don't know how you do it, but uh, we want your <laughs> secret. <laughs> so. I reckon it's all that running up and down on stage. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it probably is. And music always keeps people young anyway. So I'd, I think, um, you know, because you've not stopped, really, um, you know, that, that that's what's doing it uh, for you. Yeah, so. I think it's great. I think to be able to, it's been over 40 years now from um, the days of Mummy used to say. So to still be able to be making records, performing, um, your music being played by radio stations up and down all over the country, plus all over the world. It's phenomenal for me because it's like, you know, I didn't believe when I started that I would still be here 40 years on, still having as much fun as I did when I first started. Well, good on you. And and it's funny you saying that because it wasn't until a couple of days ago and I, th- I thought, yeah, I better look, look at a bit more information on you. And I didn't realise 40 years since Mommy used to say was in the charts. Um, yeah. it, it it just, it really ages me. Uh, I tell you that because I used to play it on the mobile discos and uh, <laughs> still playing it today. Um, so Now that song, it actually came about from when you worked at a shoe repair shop, didn't it? That's right. I was in... I used to be a manager in a shoe repair shop and this young lady walked in and I started talking to her. And while I was talking to her, I asked her her age. And she said to me that she was 18. At the time, I think I was 22. So I dropped my age to 20 because I thought if I told her I was 22, I might be a bit too old. So when I came home, I was telling my mum the story and she turned and she laughed and she said, I've always told you, you know, you always rush in to get old. Take your time. And it started from there. I went back, wrote the song in about 15 minutes, to be honest. It it was just everything that she said to me as a small boy growing up. And uh, um, just being able to relay that in a way that was fun, exciting in terms of the music and everything else, but more so the element of this is what our mothers have been telling us and, and, you know, grab a heed to it because sometimes they're right it works for me that kind of thing so that was what it it was so easy to write because the whole thing the bed was there she'd been telling me the same thing for years and the the young lady who uh, came to the shop did did you ever see her again i've got the date yes i've got the date but i've never seen her (laughs) since (laughs) does does she know then that that story sort of was created by that small conversation with you 
Well, we've never we've never seen one another since that oh. time. So unfortunately, you know, just to have that laugh to say, listen, if it wasn't for you, that song would never have been inspired in the way that it was, you know. Oh, exactly. I didn't know whether she'd sort of, you know, got in touch with you since then and, you know, 40 odd. Well, there's always chance. (laughs) Always chance. So now then, the new song. We're still here. Yes, we're still The new song, Who's Been Schooling You, um, which, I mean, we played it last week, we played it this week, we keep playing it and I love it to bits. It's out on the 7th of October. So what's the story behind that song? I got a phone call from... um, some friends of mine concerning the song, the the the, the music, and um, I made a phone call, and it was to uh, a guy called Walter Chandler, who was part of Prince's band and also um, Chance Howard. So I knew these guys from back in the late eighties um, in working down in Minneapolis, and they sent me the track and said, "Junior, what do you think?" And I thought, "I love this." So. They recorded over there, sent it over to England. I recorded over here, sent it back to America, as you do. We were bouncing ideas because you can now mix. Basically, you can both mix from England and America, you know, to actually mix the song to the sound that you want it. So that was interesting to do as well, something new I'd not done before. And that's how we really came around this song. It was like... Um, I needed something. I'm doing a new album, so I wanted something that was just going to be funky, very junior. Let's go. Let's put this out there and see if people want to dance and want to get up and want to feel good and stuff. It was that kind of feeling that I had, and hopefully that you know good feeling is coming through the record. And uh, you know, continue to make the new album, which hopefully I'll have ready for around about spring. Marvellous, and we look forward to that one. When I first got the message from from Aaron, uh, Aaron Castley-Stewart, who uh, has been on the programme himself, um, and he sent me um, a message saying, have a listen to this, is it too funky for your programme? Now, <laughs> you know, nothing is too funky for this programme uh, on a Sunday morning. I'm we, glad to hear it. Mate. We I'm like to funk to people up, we're doing, on a Sunday morning. Um, we do, and that song is is just so so good for doing that. So, and and Thank you. you mentioned uh, it's you know produced by Walter Chancellor Junior uh, and and his work with Prince. I think you can hear that sort of Prince influence on there. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the whole production and and your voice, it sounds like something Prince would have recorded if he'd have been around today. Well, that's a nice thing to say. I I, I would like to think that it it would be. But um, it's, it was blatant. It, it wasn't like I was trying to disguise it. It was like, these are the people that influenced me. Zap, you know, Prince, Parliament Funkadelic. It, it, you know, it was like paying homage to those and that style of music, you know, but coming from putting printing a British way of looking at it. So the, the, the chorus and the, the, the melody and everything is very much where we're coming from. Whereas the music of it, I wanted to be very much where they were coming from. So that whole funky thing, right, transmitted in the way to others in the way that it did to me. It's like saying you can try and do the same thing here and most probably come up with something that is not real to what that style truly was. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be authentic in what I was doing. Oh, you've definitely uh, got that in there anyway. So it's it just such a great, uh, great little funk song. Um, so, and f- funnily enough, um, I was sort of 
Well, I, I've had my interest in prints sort of, if you like, thrust upon me again because um, I was, uh, I was, I'd went to like a sort of book and CD sale uh, last Saturday, uh, and they'd got all these CDs. And within the CDs, I found the triple album Prince's Greatest Hits and B Sides. Uh, oh wow! And get this, five CDs for a pound, and what? exactly. And that was a triple CD, so it it cost me about eight pence per CD on that. And I tell wow. you what, what a bargain that is! Uh, and just, <laughs> incredible bargain. I, I I must have been just in the right place at the right time. I tell you, um, if anybody else had got that, I'd have I'd been like a little old lady and ripping the hands off to try and get it back. <laughs> I would, but I would have but this ah <laughs> oh, yeah, well, exactly yeah, so. And it's just an amazing amount of work uh, that Prince did, and every one of them, um, uh, just a, a funky classic, really. So, and you, I mean, you've cl- uh, collaborated with some very talented people over your career, and I think last time that you were on, we, we were talking about Phil Linnett um, as well. And with technology um, allowing artists to record w- with practically anyone nowadays, is is there anyone you'd like to record with who's maybe not around anymore? Because uh, I'm just imagining a duet with Prince and yourself now. I'd love that. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I would have loved to have done a, a, a triple Prince Michael Jackson and myself. There you uh, go. You see, I, Barry Manilow did, uh, did an album and he recorded it with all sorts of people who are no longer here. Right. Imagine Junior with all these sort of funk and soul superstars who are, are not here anymore. What an album that would be. I think that would be fantastic because you Obviously, if you could, you had the right songs of theirs that marry with your voice so that you can still use their voice in the track as it was, right, and make it funkier. Now, that's a that's a creative movement. I love the sound of that. That's a nice thought, Kevin. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, when it comes when it comes around, put my name on the credits at the bottom uh, of, the, of the album. I will put your name down. That's the inspiration <laughs> behind this. Yeah. That would be a fantastic, you know, but that's... That was always a dream of mine back in the day when I was a kid that like when Prince, when I heard Prince, he'd started just before I had started. And obviously Michael Jackson had started way before I started. So when I had mama used to say back in the day and was, was able to meet both, it was like one of those things where you kind of, I can I broach the fact that I'd love to, but if you hold off, you know, because I was in awe of both of them. So it was something I thought, I'm not going to broach that, you know, but I would have loved to have done that and just the three of us together just to do something creative as a a record. I would have loved that. There's still time. There's still time and there's technology. (laughs) Um, So we cannot rule that one out. Uh, So let's uh, have a chat about the the new album, which you've you've mentioned there, and uh, it's going to be out for, for... uh, for, for when, when when are we going to get that? I'm hoping I'm hoping to finish it all by spring next year. So I'd say Brilliant. about April next year, the album will be out. Marvelous. And uh, is it all going to be sort of the, the same as like who's been schooling you? Is it all going to have that funky vibe, or, or what, what can we expect? Tracks will have that funky vibe, but I, I, more towards leaning. I'm leaning more towards a much more softer melodic path, um, more down the road of morning will come. If right. there was something that I'd done before that kind of emphasises what I'm doing now, it would be that kind of vibe. You know, that's one album I'm looking forward to for next year. I'm, I'm going to put it on my list for, for next year to look out for. I'm sure I, I, shall, I should be told about it anyway. Um, Don't worry, you'll get your, you know you'll get your copy, Kev. Ah, 
Can't wait, and we will be playing it, uh, definitely. So I'm, I'm just about Thank worn you. out. This CD copy of Who's Been Schooling You, the amount of times I've been playing it. <laughs> I'll have to copy it again and, and sort of get, get a new copy of it. So just, bef- <laughs> just before we do uh, let you go, um, I mean, things have changed so much in the last 40 years, and, and artists have come and gone, and, uh, you know, sort of we, we've got sort of all, all, all this legacy. Who, at the moment, do you listen to? Who sort of in, inspires you music-wise from the, the artists that are around at the moment? Wow. That's a good question, because I'm not listening that much at the moment. I, right. I tend to, <laughs> I'm terrible. I, when I'm starting to write songs and stuff like that, I've realised from when I was very young that it was very easy to be influenced by the music of the time. And... It was something that I did after Mama, which was to shut off and don't listen. So while I'm making this album, I'm not listening. I'm not really um, listening to new music to say I'm listening to that person or any. I'm not listening. I tend to want to shut off so that I'm, I can bring something which is creatively not in the box or the genre of everything else. Oh, so okay. uh, unfortunately, I can't say a name or give a name of somebody that's influencing or that is playing something that I'm like, oh my God, I've got to grab hold of that. <laughs> not, no, yeah. I'm not doing it. I just, I've always been that way. As I said, after Mama, I found that because it was like, I got, when Mama happened and you, you would have your Michael Jackson, your Prince, you would have all of these different artists, the Spinners, the Manhattans, you would have British artists from Incognito, Light of a World, and you are saturating yourself with hearing brand new music all the time. So your whole thing is you're trying to compete with what has actually hit the street and you haven't hit the street yet. So you're after that. You're not on on top of it. So I, as I said, I don't want to hear it. I, I'm, thank you very much. It's all good. <laughs> Wait till after I'm finished. <laughs> so when you're relaxing then, when, when you're sort of out of the studio and you're at home, you put your feet up and everything, um, who do you listen to? I'm listening to Grover Washington. I'm oh, listening to yes. Lou Rose. I'm listening to uh, Phil Perry, if I need to hear a voice. I'm listening to Take Six. I'm listening to um, Earth, Wind and Fire. That's who I'm listening to. Well, I'll tell you what, that is a classy soundtrack. Um, they're, they're, they're to relax to. I played Earth, Wind and Fire this morning, and I tell you what, Grover Washington Junior, uh, Junior, his track for for me, just the two of us with Bill Withers. Oh, brilliant! That is an amazing piece of brilliant. sax work. Yeah, definitely. So, so you yeah, got you got taste, sir. You have great taste. <laughs> <Thank you>. So, <laughs> so Junior, it's been absolutely lovely to catch up with you um, again. Um, as, as, I can't remember the last time it, it was, but uh, but it's great to catch up and great to hear this new music as well uh, that that's coming um, from you. Uh, and, t- and tell Thank Aaron you. nothing's too funky, uh, especially if it's got oh. Junior on it. Uh, I'll let him know, you know, don't ever do that again. (laughs) I dropped him a message back saying, nothing's too funky for me with with Junior. Um, So he knows that, so bless him. Um, But it's been lovely to catch up uh, with you today. Um, And uh, I'd say the new single, it's out on the 7th of October, so people can grab hold of a copy uh, of that. 
And, uh, I, I, Anywhere I, and everywhere at the present moment. So brilliant yeah, stuff. And it's a great record, not only for this, but it's a great record for actually washing your pots too, um, because yeah. you can really get into that that scrubbing uh, with with, <laughs> with with that funky who's been schooling you. It really is good. So I, I while well, you're working away, working it. away, it, you sort of really get into it. Uh, you do with, with, without record. I tell you what, without the skirt, I, it might, I can imagine um, it's it's like the, the the Queen video. You know, I want to break free. Uh, yeah. Where um, yeah. it's, it's not John, Roger, who's yeah, who's at the at the thing washing up, and the legs are going and everything. That's me, but without the skirt. Um, so <laughs> listening to who's That's been schooling you. So, <laughs> Junior, have a wonderful rest of the weekend, and I can't wait for the album. Uh, and we'll have you back when the album's out, so we can play a few more tracks as well. But uh, until then, we we're just going to play who's been schooling you uh, all the time. So, thank you very much, man. Have a lovely weekend. Out there, thank you all for the, the support over the years. And, you know, I hope you all get better soon. And um, let's go into winter with a positive mindset. Definitely. And this record definitely gives you a positive mindset. So, brilliant. Have a good weekend. What's left of it. <laughs> and have a good week as well. <laughs> you too. Take che- care. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye. Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did. And thank you.